welcome to the Awakening Journey podcast. I'm your host, Trisha Shinko. The Awakening Journey isn't the easiest path of growth to choose, but it can be an exciting one. This is the podcast where I share my insights, all my channelings, my downloads of inspiration that I get from time to time. I also bring on special guests to give a different perspective on things. I don't know exactly where this path is taking me, but that's the fun part. I'm excited to see where this goes. Let's find out together. You're listening to the Awakening Journey podcast, and this is episode 41. Let's talk crystals. Today, I'm excited to talk about this topic. It's a lot of fun for me, and I could probably talk about it for hours. We're going to talk about crystals. Now, today's episode, I'm going to share with you how I got into the world of crystals and then some basic information, um, just like crystals and chakras, how they are intertwined, um, what are crystals used for, how to pick them, where to buy them, how to cleanse them, and also my top 10 must-have list. If you're new to the world of crystals, you are going to learn a ton today. So get your notebooks ready. If you get any value from today's episode and you want to show your support, donations of any amount are welcome. Just click on the donations PayPal link in the show notes. Thank you so much for your love and support. Hello, hello, and welcome back to another episode. Thank you so much for joining me. I hope you are doing well. I hope you've been having a good week, a good weekend exciting stuff. I know for me, I've been getting my house ready to sell. I've been packing up, cleaning up, decluttering, painting, patching, all this stuff. It's so much work to get a house ready for sale, (laughs) to be honest. Um, So I've been busy, but I felt like I really needed to record some episodes just to kind of take some time out from my busy life, especially chasing after a two-year-old and watching my son. He's on spring break right now. He's 11. Uh, So he pretty much just plays on the computer. But, uh, you know, we want to do some family things together. So trying to fit that all in, it's a lot. So I thought I would take some time out to talk about a really fun topic for me. I love crystals. I love talking about crystals. I love shopping for crystals. I love just everything about it, (laughs) really. So I think it's going to be a really great episode today. And I've got so much information for you. So get a pen and piece of paper or your notepad out from your phone because you're going to learn a lot. All right. So really, the world of crystals, to be honest, was my, actually, it was my first step into spirituality, believe it or not. And that was about 2016. So it wasn't really that long ago that I started this whole journey. It feels like a lifetime, but it's only been a few years, really. Um, I got my first crystal. The first crystal I ever got was a rose quartz. So that was actually gifted to me by my sister-in-law, who also got me into Reiki, but that's something I can talk about on a whole nother episode. Um, but a rose quartz, it's a beautiful first stone because it's full of unconditional love. That's what it promotes, right? The pink hues. Um, it, it's, it's so soft and feminine, right? The energy itself. And it open, it helps to open your heart. And especially after you've experienced uh, some pain or trauma in your life. And coincidentally, 
that is a time in my life where I got the rose, the rose quartz. So that's when it appeared in my life. Hmm. Funny how things just kind of worked out, right? Um, but it wasn't until my sister, my sister, she took me to my first rock and mineral trade show. So when she asked me, I was like, um, I don't know. I don't, I don't know if I want to do this. Like, it sounds just boring. Rocks and minerals. Like, what is that? And then that's honestly when my real love slash obsession of crystals began. Because I honestly, I didn't have any idea of what crystals really were, or, you know, what effect they would have on me. Um, just because I never really felt comfortable exploring it on my own before. I was always feared to be judged or ridiculed or made fun of. So it never occurred to me to explore this because to be honest, I used to care a lot about what other people thought of me, believe it or not. I know. So I really didn't give myself permission to be unique or stand out in any way. I wanted to just kind of blend in. But I mean, obviously, over time, that slowly has changed. Thank goodness. <laughs> but the moment I walked into that banquet hall, filled with hundreds, if not thousands of different types of crystals, filled on tables and with bracelets and necklaces and jewelry and books of crystals and singing bowls and Oh, it was just so beautiful. Just all these beautiful, shiny things. And I love shiny things, if you don't know. <laughs> so I was hooked. Like, at, I mean, obviously, at, at the time, I had no idea how big and diverse the world of crystals really was. But the energy of that room, when I walked in, it was singing. It was beautiful. I, it honestly, it put an instant smile on my face. And I felt like I was at home. I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> So we started moving around, obviously, from table to table, kind of looking at different crystals, different shapes, different types, different, you know, they kind of shape them as hearts or different animals or symbols and things like that, right? And I had no idea what the symbols were or anything like that, but I thought they were just pretty. Um, I didn't have any idea of anything metaphysical at the time. I didn't understand spiritually what that was. I just began to just... I never realized how excited crystals would make me because I've never allowed myself to explore it before. So I had this like childlike wonderment the whole entire time. It was amazing. So since then, my crystal collection definitely has grown significantly, <laughs> definitely. Um, so what I want to talk about right now is how crystals and chakras, they intertwine. Because once I started using crystals, and it really started with Reiki, when I learned Reiki, I started using crystals a lot to kind of balance out energies and work with the energy. Um, I noticed how much, you know, um, chakras and crystals really are intertwined. They're very tied in closely, because the energies balance each other out, right? So each crystal has a certain frequency, and each chakra has a certain frequency, and when you put them together, they can help balance each other out, which is really good. And then when obviously when your chakras are blocked and, you know, that's when your life doesn't flow properly, that's when you're going to be running into a lot of problems. You're going to be, you know, feeling sluggish or, in you know, emotional or trapped or, you know, it depends on the chakra where I'm going to take you through it and kind of have an idea. So you have learn a little bit more about this. 
So that's how you can unblock them. That's how you can balance them out, right? So let's start with the root chakra. So with the root chakra, this is at the base of your spine, right? Right at the bottom. And this is all about safety and security. This is where you actually keep your childhood issues, believe it or not, and childhood stories. So if your root chakra is blocked, and mainly everybody's is at some point, um, some really great crystals to use for that. Now is hematite. You can use smoky quartz. You can use red jasper, black obsidian, and even tourmaline. Those are my favorite. Those are the ones that my kind of go-tos that I use for for Reiki. Um, but yeah, so the root chakra, if it's blocked, you want to use these just to kind of place it on there even and just in the area and just kind of sit with it for a bit. Um, so for the sacral chakra, so this is right in your navel, right by your belly button. Um, this chakra is all about pleasure. It's all about enjoyment of life. It's If it's blocked, you can... You know, you're, you might have some issues with boundaries and self-control in your life. That's how it, you'll know that that chakra is blocked. And the crystals that help balance this out is orange calcite. You can use carnelian. You can use amber, tiger eye, or even snowflake obsidian. So snowflake obsidian, is kind of, it's just like a black crystal and it's got like little spots on it that almost look like snowflakes. Hence the name, right? So for your solar plexus, so your solar plexus, this is just right at the base of your rib cage there. And this chakra, it's all about willpower. It's all about the source of your personal power and it relates to self-esteem, right? Your, your self-worth, um, your self-worthiness, right? So if this is blocked, obviously you can imagine what kind of difficulties you're going to encounter with this, right? So some really great crystals for the solar plexus is you can use citrine, you can use pyrite, you can use yellow jasper, yellow topaz, basically any yellow stone because that chakra is tied in with the color yellow, right? So if you're finding problems feeling you know, self-esteem power, personal power, you can't have, you know, you, you don't have the willpower to keep going. Definitely use those stones, carry them with you, put them in your pockets, whatever, right? We're going to talk about that. Um, okay, so the next will be the heart chakra, obviously right in the middle of your chest. This chakra is all about love and your ability to give and receive love. So when your heart chakra is blocked, obviously you're going to feel closed off, from the world and not really, not really supported, right. By anybody. Right. And uh, some really good heart chakra stones you can use is rose quartz. Number one, obviously, um, you can use malachite. That's a good one. Malachite I find is a really strong power. So sometimes malachite gives me headaches, just kind of pre-warning you. You can use emerald. Emerald is very pretty. Uh, you can use pre-nite, green adventuring and you can night so these are really good crystals that you could use just to kind of balance out your heart chakra open it up and you can also visualize you opening up your heart chakra as well just kind of to 
um, like a rose petal blooming almost. That's what I used to do. Or a light bulb turning on. That's another thing that I use just to kind of visualize it. If you're a visual person, that is, right? It's really important to do that. So for your throat chakra, the next chakra is your throat chakra. This is obviously all about you speaking your truth, being open and honest, saying what's on your mind. So obviously if this is blocked, you're not going to be able to do any of that stuff, right? You're going to encounter some difficulties in the area of just speaking. And um, you may even lose your voice sometimes too. <laughs> so some crystals for your throat chakra, throat chakra, if I can say it right. Um, you can use lapis lazuli, beautiful blue stone. It's really dark blue with specks of pyrite in it. So it's got like little gold specks in it. It's very nice. You can use kyanite. You can use blue apatite. Um, aquamarine, just kind of, a, I love aquamarine. Aquamarine is one of my favorites. Blue lace stones, also really nice. Sodalite and amazonite. So blue, right? That's the color of the throat chakra. So those are the stones that you want to use for that. And then for your third eye, you would use, now obviously the third eye that has to do, that's in the brow, right? And that has to do with your intuition, so if your third eye is blocked, your intuition is blocked, you're not going to be getting those inspired ideas coming down from your crown chakra, right? You can't, it's going to be hard to manifest any ideas or start putting anything into action. That's it. So your third eye is where you ask the question, what else is possible? You kind of have that imagination, right? So if the third eye is blocked, it's going to make it really hard for you to use your intuition, right? It's going to make it really hard. So some really good stones to use for your third eye. Um, my favorite is amethyst. Um, amethyst, you can use clear quartz. You can use celestite. You can use labradorite. You can use low light or azurite. Some of these are hard to say, but they're very pretty stones. <laughs> so... The next one we have is the crown chakra. So this is on the top of your head, right? This one, now the crown chakra connects you to universal consciousness. It connects you to source. So if this is blocked, you're going to feel disconnected from basically everything. You're going to feel really closed in. And if you feel that way, then, you know, some really good crystals for that would be clear quartz, some selenite, howlite, you can use moonstone, and even amethyst, this for two. So a lot of clear stones, like white, bright, right? Really high vibrational stones. That's what you want to use if your crown chakra is kind of off kilter, you'd say. And just so you know, I'm going to have a list of the chakras and the crystals in the show notes for you for all the spelling, because that's key, right? And it's always good to have that kind of a list. So you're welcome. <laughs> so uh, let's talk about what crystals are typically used for. Now, I found out when I started down this path of spiritual awakening, I used crystals all the time. If they were basically essential, like my everyday thing that I had to have with me every single day. I'd have this little makeup bag in my purse and I would bring a whole bunch of crystals with me to work every single day just so that I would, you know, have the energy used with me all day. They're basically like training wheels to kind of help you feel different types of energies. That's what it was for me anyway. 
Um, but eventually, honestly, I found that I use them less and less now because it's not that they don't work anymore. It's just that I, I've been starting to actually hold the frequencies of the crystals, the energy of that crystal within me. I was able now to amplify that or recreate it almost in a way, I guess. So eventually I'm I'm just like, I have a whole display of them, but I don't use them as much. I thought about it actually. I was like, you know what? I don't use them as much anymore. I used to. But if you're at the beginning of your journey of spiritually awakening, I find crystals are essential. They are your training wheels for energy balancing. So you need them. So now... Now that I'm able to recreate that, eventually you may be as well. It just depends on where your path is taking you and what the intention of the crystals are for you, right? So I found that at the beginning, and then the thing about the beginning of your journey is that you don't know how to balance out energies in your body. Like, you know, nobody ever teaches you these things, right? So crystals really help you to do that. And they, when so when you hold the crystal in your hand, you'll be able to shift and stabilize any kind of energies in your body that you need to, depending on the crystal that you use. So I'm going to also talk about different crystals and what they do as well. So one thing you can, how you can use the energy of the crystals is in elixirs. So an elixir basically is just simply drinking water that's infused with the crystal, with the crystal's energy. Right, so um, you can add your crystals to moon water as well, and setting your intentions. The moon water would actually amplify whatever manifestations that you're working on. It'll amplify the intentions, which is really cool. So it kind of gives it that boost to, that you need to get that request out to the universe. You know, it's like you're putting in an order to the universe. You're at a restaurant, you're putting in an order and you're like, I I would like this, please. And then they come out even faster. You're like, wow, that's amazing. That's basically what you're doing when you use moon water. It amplifies it all. <laughs> so if you are clearing and cleansing yourself, like if you have something that you need to clean out of your auric field or energy field, you want to use the full moon because full moon's are basic are really good to you know cleanse and clean your um your mind your energy whatever right but if you want to manifest something new you want to use the new moon to charge the water and put the crystals in right so you can place the crystals in the glass of the elixir like just water it's just basically glass and water uh water in glass the other way around you know what i mean um, and or you can actually put the crystal beside it. So it, it, it depends on the type of crystal, right? So make sure that if whatever crystals that you're using, not all crystals you can use for elixirs. So make sure that it is tumbled first and foremost. So smooth edges, right? Um, because otherwise you don't want little bits and pieces of stone when you're drinking it, right? And not all stones are good for elixirs. Some of them could be poisonous. So keep this in mind. The ones that I would recommend using for elixirs would be amethyst. You can use tumbled amethyst or fluorite. You can use rose quartz. You can use clear quartz. These are all good stones for elixirs. And also shungite. Shungite is, uh, it's a, stone from Russia, northern 
they're found in northern Russia. And shungite is a very powerful uh, grounding stone and protection stone. But it also, the interesting thing about this is that shungite actually purifies water. Interesting, right? And it's also used to reduce inflammation. Just a little tip for you. So shungite, um, it's a black stone it's, and you can get them. They actually have like shungite water purification kits that you can buy. I found that one time, which was interesting. So yeah, definitely use those ones and then do your research before you make the elixir. That's all. So let's move on. So let's talk about how to get what you need from crystals. So there's a few different ways that you can work with the energy of crystals, right? You can, um, you know, work with it and kind of back and forth. So I find, like I, I was mentioning before, you can hold it in your hands. You can hold and feel the vibration and the energy sometimes. Um, sometimes they're really strong. Sometimes they may not be. But it's interesting because I find crystals, they actually have their own kind of personality of sorts, which is really cool. They're like their own little people, which is awesome. Um, so when you connect with their energy, they connect with you too, which is cool. So you hold them in your hand, you can place them over your body, you can place them over the chakra points of your body. And I used to do this actually, before I fell asleep. Um, I would lay down, I would get seven stones, so seven chakras, right? And I would get one stone for each chakra and just place it on me and just kind of lay there and breathe deep right before I go to bed. And that would help me get a really good night's sleep. I'm not going to lie. It really, and it just, it cleansed me from the day, from the day's energy. And I used to work in a big office with like over 200 people in there. And there was a lot of energy all the time and the, everyone had their own opinion. So I would take that home with me, right? So after a day, a long day, I would go and take all my crystals, place them on my chakras and just lay and just rest. And then by the, by the end of it, it would not very long. I would probably do about 10, 15 minutes before I start nodding off to sleep. Um, but that's one thing that I would do just so you know. And then another thing would be really good is you can keep them at your desk at work. If you work at, in an office or if you are at work, you know, in retail, maybe you want to keep them in your pockets. But I find certain crystals can really help you keep focused and grounded and alert at work, which is important, right? Obviously, you can use them to decorate your home. You can make beautiful jewelry out of them. You can, wearing the beautiful jewelry is really good because A, it looks pretty. B, you're getting the energy balance out throughout the entire day, which is super important, right? One of my favorite things, and I still do this a lot, is make crystal grids with them. So you, I do it intuitively. I mean, there you can do specific grids for specific types of healing. Um, but I find I like doing it intuitively. I like just picking random crystals just the way the, what I like, what I'm drawn to. And then I just place it out in a circle in a grid, like kind of like think of a spider web, right? How it would be placed. Um, and then you can send healing out to other people or you can ask for healing with you. You know, um, crystal grids are so much fun to make. It's, it, I, I just, I love it. So I haven't done it in a little bit, but maybe I might now. <laughs> so, and the thing is too, obviously the type of crystals that you use are going to determine the type 
of energy you get from them, right? Um, or another way, I like to keep them sometimes in my bra too. I know a lot, I talk to a lot of girls and whenever they have crystals, they will stick it in their bra just to keep it closer to you, right? And then sometimes at the end of the day when I'm taking my bra off, (laughs) all these crystals just pour out. Not a whole lot, but there's like three or four just bouncing on the ground. My husband looks like, what is that? I'm like, never mind. Don't worry about it. (laughs) Oh, it's fun. Um, so yeah, when I'm actually, I mentioned this before, but when I started using Reiki, I would use the combination of crystals on each chakra on my clients. And and I found it really helps to enhance and amplify the healing. And it's because crystals are really conduits for healing. They enable positive healing energy, and it's going to flow into the body more easily and more natural which is really good. So essentially, crystals really are just healing tools, which is really cool. So let's move on. Now, let's talk about how to pick your crystals to start your collection if you haven't started your collection already. Um, So for me, it's all intuition. It's basically whatever I'm attracted to the most, that's the ones that I buy. So on the flip side, though, I found out after doing some research about crystals that the crystals that you're actually you're repelled by, these actually are for you, but they're just they this they're pointing out that you hold some area of resistance somewhere in your life and the type of crystal will tell you where you're holding that resistance, which is really interesting So intuitively, you'll know which ones you want and which ones you don't. And it's just because you're just not ready to work on it. And that's totally fine, right? But it's the universe's way of showing you of what needs to be worked on. So it's kind of like planting the seed for healing. So eventually, when you're ready to release it or work on those areas, you'll know where to go. You'll know what to start on, right? So one thing I want to recommend is don't look up the meaning of the crystal or the use of the crystal until after you buy them. Because that way, it's all intuition. And it's kind of like a fun game. I like to see which ones I need in my life right now and how they fit. Because after you buy them, you look it up and you look and see, oh, well, this, say, for example, amethyst is for spiritual connection, right? And so you're like, oh, well, I didn't realize that I didn't have a really strong spiritual connection. This is going to help me with that, right? And I'm going to go and talk about different crystals again and let you know what they're used for. But um, it's really interesting. It's a fun way to kind of find things out. And one thing I want to let you know is that follow what excites you. Buy the crystals by how much happiness they bring you. That's the thing. Do whatever feels right to you. Now, uh, now I'm going to talk about where to buy them because the thing is, there's so many different places and I'm going to let you know where I buy them. If you want to follow this, go right ahead. If not, that's totally fine too. That's all up to you. So when I first started buying crystals, um, I was a big eBay shopper, huge eBay back in the day. And so that's where I actually bought a lot of my first crystals was on eBay. So that's one place that you can go if you want. 
But of course, there's a lot of metaphysical shops popping up everywhere now, right? And those metaphysical shops, you can find crystals or crystal shops too. I find in, I know where I live, um, we have a couple crystal shops actually, which is kind of cool. You can just go in, it's simply just crystals everywhere. It's like a trade show all over again. It's like heaven. And when me and my son go into the crystal shop, we both just like for a moment, we just take this deep breath and we're like, ah, we can hear the angels singing. And <laughs> it's so much fun. But if you don't have a crystal shop um, or you don't have, if you can look for maybe a rock and mineral show, I mean, those, that's, that only happens usually just once a year. Um, that's when all the suppliers come together and they show off their best crystals, right? So those are far and few between, but um, you know, if you want to buy them in bulk and get them a little bit cheaper, sometimes you can do that. And I also found crystals at Marshall's in the home department. Actually, when there was a few times, and I've seen, I was in a couple crystal groups on Facebook, and they also said that they found them at Marshall's in places like Home Sense and things like that. So, uh, it's a hit and miss with that. It's not like you're intentionally going for it, but. You can find them there. And then if you're an online shopper, you can also find a ton of crystals on Etsy. Etsy is a really good place to find crystals. And of course, Amazon too, if you're an Amazon shopper. If not, that's cool too. Um, there is this one online shop that I love and it's called Lily Rose Jewelry. They have a lot of different kinds of jewelry, actually. They're embedded with many different types of crystals and they're used for all these different purposes. So they actually carry Elizabeth April. I don't know if you know Elizabeth April. She's an intuitive um, psychic medium. And she has an exclusive line of mala beads and, you know, those prayer beads they used to meditate with um, and bracelets. So there's mala beads and bracelets that you can use. And they are a little bit more pricey. I'm not going to lie. But the quality of the crystals you're getting and the intention of the placements, they're really powerful. You can really feel it. It's really good. So that's if you want to kind of splurge a little bit and spoil yourself. Just a little tip. All right. So let's talk about where, so how do you know where to find the meaning of the crystals? So to find out what meaning the crystals have you know what kind of energies they hold what they can do for you why are you drawn to them there's a ton of books out there you can buy a, there's actually <laughs> a crystal bible one two and i think a third bible now too because there's just so many different types of crystals and it's all in alphabetical order right um you can buy the crystal bibles or you can just go online really there's a great online resource there's a website called crystalvaults.com i use that all the time and sometimes i just google search the name if i know the name of the crystals usually when you're buying it you'll at least see the name of the crystal and sometimes they'll have like a little description of it for you but um if you want to know more about the crystal you can just google it to be honest, you'll find it and intuitively allow yourself to be guided to the meaning because that's the meaning that you're going to need to know for you intuitively, which is kind of cool. So now you, I want to share with you a little bit about how to cleanse your crystals. You want to clear the energies from 
where you're buying them from. Because one thing, especially if you're buying them online, you can't really hold them in your hands. Like you don't get to feel their energy. So you don't really, sometimes you don't know the exact size of crystal that you're actually buying. Sometimes they'll give you the measurements. They'll kind of put a, like a, a coin beside it to kind of give you an idea of when they're taking the picture. Um, but I've bought crystals when I thought they were a lot bigger and they weren't. So that's the only downside when you're buying crystals. But when you're buying them online, um, I definitely recommend cleansing them from any residual energies of other people touching them. And this obviously you with people when you're buying them in stores too, because there's a lot of people handling them, right? And in the shipping process too, that sometimes can pick up different energies, right? Energies, uh, it's like a lint that kind of gets stuck together, right? So it's just good practice, right? So let's talk about how to do that, right? So if your stones are tumbled, so if they're tumbled, if they're smoothed over, then mostly you can run them under cold water and simply hold them in your hand, envision white light, cleansing them as they're run as the water's running, um, setting an intention to cleanse it, right? If they're raw crystals or natural crystals, you don't really want to run them under water. So um, you could use a selenite crystal stick. So selenite comes in a tower, or you can get it in like, um, almost like a ruler or like a pad of selenite where you can just put your crystals on and it'll cleanse it. Because uh, selenite is basically like the lint brush for negativity and it just pulls it out. It cleans it up which is really good. Um, another way you could use to cleanse the crystals is to use white sage. Just use the California white sage or go and pick sage if you want and just burn it and, and blow the smoke over it. Um, you're blessing it, cleansing it of any impurities, right? You can also use Palo Santo, which is really, um, it's a, a, a chip of wood from a Palo Santo tree, and it's known as holy wood. So traditionally, Palo Santo, actually, um, shamans would use this to, for um, pain, uh, any inflammation, and stress. So they would burn it, and it's it's basically like um, coal. They would use it like coal and just and blow the smoke over it. That's what you could do with the crystals as well, which is kind of cool. I'd just burn it like an incense, right? Um, another way to cleanse your crystals is actually put it under the full moon, believe it or not. The full moon, uh, the light of the full moon can A, recharge your crystals like a battery, which is cool naturally and organically. It'll have that zip to it after. Um, so that's another way you can do it too. So really any way you choose to cleanse and clear your crystals, it, there's no right or wrong way. It's just simply just good practice just to do it, right? All right. So we're just about done, but I want to go over my top 10 crystal list. Now, it was really hard to pick this list. It was because there's so many crystals out there and I love a lot of them. I'm not going to lie. I love a lot of them. Um, But I had to kind of skim it down for practicality right I I wanted to I wanted to do five but then I'm like no I need to do 10 <laughs> um, and then I'm going to go over like what each one does for you so it's it's good 
these top 10 that I picked, these I would imagine would be the best for everyone's starter crystal kit. So if you're starting your collection out, these are the ones I would recommend. But then again, these are the ones that I personally was guided to, right? So if you're guided to different ones, go for those, right? Okay, so my number one top crystal is rose quartz. Love it. Love, love, love it. Obviously for its unconditional love qualities, that's always good. You can always use a little bit more love in your life, right? But it it stimulates your heart chakra. So then you can actually become more open and receptive to receiving love in your life. And we have a lot of hard time receiving love. A lot of the times we have deep rooted beliefs that we don't deserve love. So we close ourselves off to it all the time. So rose quartz is going to help you open that up and start receiving a little bit more happiness and love in your life, which is always really good, right? My number two is amethyst. Amethyst, well, A, because it's my birthstone, um, and B, because of the protection qualities. Now, um, you can actually take amethyst stones. Like what you can do is grid your home or your property with amethyst. And you do this by putting one crystal in each corner of the home or property in northeast, southwest, right? Grid it, set an intention to block any negativity and protect all that live and reside there. And um, yeah, it's just set. I've done that for my property. I put it in each corner and did the intention. And I find, I don't know, we've always been, have had had good positive energy here. So can't complain. Another thing amethyst is really good for just so you know, is for headaches. You can, headaches, it's interesting. If it's kind of a light headache starting, you what I do is I'll put my hair up in a bun and then I'll put little amethyst, like tumbled stones in my hair to help. Or you could put it on top of your head and just kind of hold it there, right? But that actually does help balance out And again, it's your crown chakra that might be blocked, right? So if you put the amethyst on top, it's going to help balance out that energy. So just a little tip for you. Uh, My number three is howlite. So howlite, it's a white stone with kind of gray um, veins in it. I love it. I wear them as bracelets every day almost now. Um, But howlite is a good stone for patience, and to help you with perspective. So it's also good for those of you who need to slow down and absorb that stream of mind chatter. If you're anything like me, you probably have (laughs) your mind is a monkey mind and it doesn't stop and it's just chatter, chatter, chatter all the time. And if you want to clear that and absorb and clear the constant stream of chatter, how light is a really good stone for that. And for me, it's a big one. So that's why I like wearing it all the time. And it's pretty. It's a nice white stone. Um, My number four is black tourmaloin. So these, it's it's a black stone with kind of grains in it. And you can get them anywhere. So black tourmaloin is very good for energetic clearing. It's also one of the most powerful grounding and purification stones and protection stones. So if you are, if you work or live in a toxic environment, 
I highly recommend having a black tourmaline, either necklace, earrings, put it in your pocket, put it in your bra, keep it on you, put it as decoration, whatever. Keep it around you, right? You can always grid your desk with amethyst too, but sometimes they'll get knocked off and you know. Um, but anyway, yeah, black tourmaline is very, very important. So number five is lapis lazuli. So lapis lazuli, we kind of talked about that already. Um, it's a dark blue, navy blue stone with uh, flecks of uh, pyrite and gold in it. And it actually helps to quickly release stress, believe it or not. the It, it is a throat chakra stone. So the lapis lazuli obviously helps you um, speak your truth, helps you to express what you're really truly feeling and you're more open and honest with it. Um, so if you're really stressed out, it, usually it's because you're worried about saying something or, you know, worried about somebody has to, is going to say something to you. You know, it's a lot of that. Lapis lazuli is going to help you with that. So number six is citrine. So citrine is a beautiful crystal. I love this. This is, this is like a crystal, right? It's not like a stone where it's like hard. This is um, kind of clear. It's got yellow on it, right? It's a stone for abundance. So citrine, you would use that to manifest. Um, it actually energizes your solar plexus, which is your powerhouse for personal will, right? So um, if you're manifesting, if your intention is to manifest abundance and um, anything else like financial abundance, happiness, whatever, Citrine is a really good crystal for that. So keep that around. Decorate your home with it. Put a little uh, crystals in a grid even. You can make a grid of citrine which with green adventuring, which is number seven for me. Number seven is green adventuring. So citrine and green adventuring work together for abundance really well, financial abundance specifically. So number seven is green adventuring. So that's another heart chakra stone. And then if it's really good to release old patterns, old habits, disappointments, stimulate new growth to help that take place, right? So if you're clearing out old stories and patterns of money stories that you're holding and blocking you from having financial abundance, this stone is going to really help you remove those blocks. So that's very important, obviously, if you want to manifest that, just so you know. Um, number eight I love, love, love Amazonite. It's a beautiful crystal, blue with white in it, and it's kind of streams of white. It's actually from the Amazon River, which is why it's called Amazonite. And I love it for its feminine qualities it has. It's kind of like that powerhouse woman, right? That Amazon woman power feeling. It's it's feminine. It's soft and beautiful, but it's also like a powerhouse, right? <laughs> I feel very powerful when I have my Amazon night with me. It also protects you from EMF. So electromagnetic frequencies, EMFs. So that's kind of cool to know, hey, just keep that with you because we have EMFs everywhere from our phones, computers, TVs, blah, 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 everywhere, right? So it's also going to get rid of negative energy as well. So that's really good. So my number nine is selenite. I love selenite. I have a huge selenite tower 
right beside my bedside. I keep that there. I sometimes I hug it at the end of a day when I've when I've had a day, you know. It's really good. It cleanses your body. I like I said I use it. I call it my lint brush for negativity and I use it that way too, which is really good. So my number 10, we're finally at number 10 is smoky quartz. So it's a quartz crystal, but it looks kind of smoky, right? And these crystals, so smoky quartz is really good for protection and grounding. Um, And that's also going to help you release any emotional baggage and keep you more stable and grounded, which is really important, especially when you're working through like your shadow work um, or you're doing a lot of healing, spiritual healing. Smoky quartz is really good for that. Keeps you, you know, grounded and secure, which is important. You need to be do that. So that was my top 10 list. Now keep in mind, there's a lot of other crystals out there that I didn't even mention yet that I also would see as staples in a starter kit. But it's up to you. Go with your gut. Go with what excites you, whatever draws you in. Um, These are just my top 10, right? So um, like I said, the crystals themselves, they have their own little personality. So whatever you're drawn to, they are going to be drawn to you just as much as they're drawn to you and you're drawn to them. It's kind of like this back and forth. They're, They're there to help you along your path, especially at the beginning, especially when you're getting started, right? They're powerful tools that we were given. So use them. Use them every single day. That's what I would recommend, right? Well, that's it for me today. This has been a little bit of a longer episode, but I just had so much stuff I wanted to share with you. And I just wanted to light that spark of curiosity within you and hopefully get you on your own crystal adventure and see where that takes you and see how, you know, I would love to know about your crystal collection and how that goes. So definitely mention it on the, if you're in the Facebook group, let me know about your crystal collection. Or you can also write a review on this podcast as well. Reviews definitely will help this podcast grow. So I definitely ask you to do that. All right. So you have yourself an amazing day. Thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much for hanging out with me today. And I will see you again on the next episode. Much love. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to today's episode and letting me be a part of your journey. Please be sure to click subscribe and leave a review so you can help this podcast grow. If you connected with this message, feel free to share it. I hope that your journey is an exciting one filled with passion and joy from here on out. Much love.